Hello dear listener, welcome to Sleepy Unicorn and its weekly episode Extra in the Ordinary where we discover the little bit of extra that make our guest extraordinary. The host for the day is Vrishali. Today we have Dr. Manisha Paralkar, a qualified researcher, nutritionist and academician and just discussing topics related to spirituality. She is passionate about plants and animals. She became a pet parent in 2006 when Leo entered her life and enriched it with unconditional love. She is always fond of animals but got opportunity to serve them in small ways by associating with PAL, pet and animal lovers. She has a group of like-minded dog care friends who feed strays in and around the complex and take care of their medical needs and protect their rights. Come, let's talk to her about the fascinating world of animals. Good morning, Manisha. So glad to have you on our extraordinary show. Hi, and a very good morning, Rishali, and all the lovely people hearing us on the show. Thank you. So, Manisha, let's begin. What is your oldest memory of uh, having a pet? Yeah, that came in very, very early. Uh, was as a four-year-old kid, and I was walking back home after play, and there was a little pup who followed me home, huh? and uh, she became a family member. She was Lucy, my uh, first pet sibling, and since then uh, I had two more fur siblings all around, all along the way, and all were indie breeds, like what we call them generally as uh, strays or local uh, dogs. So Lucy was the first one. Buster came in when I was eight. I had Tommy in my life, and he was the longest in my life ever as a. Uh, for a sibling, I was he, was he came in our lives when I was just 14, but he was in our lives till I was 26, so that's quite a age span. He was a witness to all the major milestones of my life so, my schooling, my graduation, my post graduation, my marriage, and motherhood <laughs> all in so that was a huge phase of 13 years which I think laid the foundation of my relationship made it very strong and stable so there were no doubts about in there and my first memory like I told you began at the age of four mm-hmm. first relationship I would say <laughs> why do you think that uh, they are attracted to you uh, you mean the animals animals yeah um I think more than they being attracted towards me it's <laughs> I get attracted by animals you know and it's been that all the way long that has been a constant feature so I think I get attracted by animals uh, but then maybe they they can feel the energies of dog lovers <laughs> and therefore maybe the attraction is mutual that's what I feel <laughs> Yes, yeah, like we know that the animals also do think and they have their emotions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a cuckoo. So <laughs> it's true. So she also, I think she also wants to make her point. Correct. <laughs> yeah, so we hear you, Kaku. So you want to say that uh, you also have feelings and emotions. So uh, what do you think that these animals think like um, when uh, there are incidents of uh, stray abuse? 
why do you think that they still trust humans and uh, they have that faith in us i have no answer for this but the ability to give us unconditional love is amazing even after having been hurt by people they go back not worried about themselves and sit in the same areas which we may find unsafe for them but they continue doing this and i think mm, they got something more than the, what we have as humans the ability to trust and to, to give others a chance of a chance and to forgive and forget uh, which i think we are lost as human beings or Uh, Manisha, how do you think animals have adapted themselves from uh, as we have in all these years? Uh, domesticated centuries ago, so it's not a new thing. And uh, adapted to a ways in more than one. You know, uh, urbanization has led to lack of space everywhere. And uh, we are encroaching on... all spaces and owning them and there are these uh, conflicts that are there even in housing societies about animals being there and animal rights and mm-hmm. whether they should be allowed by the owners or the strays uh, whether they should be allowed or the security should shoo them off every time there's a stray dog so there is a lot of conflict so the dogs surely have adapted uh, to the difficult situation they may find certain areas safer uh, in terms of their security and safety and therefore they come into certain housing societies expecting that they would be uh, getting a comfortable space and love and care from at least some members of the society and i think with that expectation and the bond that we have had since centuries they do come into our areas and there are many people who are dog lovers too and so i think this relationship is synergistic and is is evolving a lot has to be done there are dog haters also or the ones who fear dogs or majority of them are neutral about dogs that's the best thing if you can't love them don't hate them at least one can be neutral and allow uh, our space we are trustees of this space space or the earth that we live on i think we can be open enough to share these spaces with them and let them near our homes and make our spaces uh, more balanced in terms of having other forms of life and just not human beings true true so to simply let life on earth continue is uh, what we should all adapt to and follow so manisha like uh, you had an uh, very sweet and loving pet for yourself uh, so would you like to talk about your uh, pet yeah definitely uh, when i got married uh, the my partner loved animals but from a distance <laughs> so uh, the thought of getting a pet dog home was a distant one for quite many years so over time when we shifted into a place where we could share our living space with the pet and my son was then getting into his teens at a vulnerable moment we got permission from my partner to get a to get a puppy home 
<laughs> so that so we got Leonardo who was a labrador and uh, Leo came into our lives in 2006 when my son was just getting into his teens and that was the exact time when i had tommy in my life and i wanted some similar journey you know i wanted my son to experience what it is to have a first sibling and to have a sibling like that since he's only child so only children need company so getting a first sibling at the time when he needed company most preteens and teens was a, a very good timing opportune time, timing for everybody and uh, it was it was a celebration when we got him home you know initially yeah, it took a little bit of adapting um, to get him in the family yeah because ajay my spouse was i told you was not very comfortable touching puppies and all they were okay from far off so he had actually got gloves and he would put his feet up on the sofa when the pup came near there were those moments but in a few months all that just melted off and i think they were the best of friends you know don for the better so leo was in our life for 10 and a half years that's a long span and uh, the best part of it is you know we got a gamut of experiences right from his babyhood right waking up at night cleaning up feeding him cerelac then his teenage years his terrible teens where there were occasions when he was teething he had ripped off all my footwear one day and had nothing to wear in my feet <laughs> so those terrible teens were there when i used to come back home and find uh, uh, bananas being all eaten up <laughs> so there were some things like that where food stuff was all devoured and scattered all over the place so those were the terrible teens which wore off we then saw a mature uh, leo very caring extremely caring and extremely uh, he he had a very good sense of knowing how to behave with uh, others you know especially there were kids we see on the first floor and there were kids who used to come out and call out to him and leo would go to the ledge and he had this right sense of you know which toy should i drop down to play with which kid so there were toddlers he would drop soft toys to play with them so that i don't know what was in his mind but that was uncanny when they were when they were uh, older kids he used to drop balls so that they could throw them back and he could catch them you know mm-hmm. so uh, that was very very uncanny see how they understand so much more you know that maybe a small baby may not be able to throw back a ball so i throw a soft toy baby won't get hurt you know or squeaky toys he used to drop such toys down when they were babies and balls when they were older <laughs> older kids so he, he was a um, he was a lovely uh, personality by himself uh, he made many kids in a complex who were scared of dogs initially very comfortable so they could initially they used to be scared and run away or scream when they saw him because he was huge but then later on you know they could feel comfortable touching him caring for him so there were occasions where we actually sat down in the garden on the lawns and we have had this conversations leo me and the kids about dog different breeds and caring for dogs and so on so we saw a very mature adult and uh, the, there were times when uh, we were not well ajay was not well he had fever i remember i remember leo putting his arm over his chest <laughs> showing that he cared there were times when he would lick our faces if we were stressed 
you know and then uh, the last part of his life which came very suddenly you know he was diagnosed with leukemia he was a mature adult dog by them and the diagnosis came out of a sudden but then he was a role model epitome of you know strength he was very brave with chemotherapy because that was one thing on my mind that if he doesn't want to go in for therapy he doesn't want to get into the car for his treatment we shouldn't be taking him but leo was a sweetheart he would get into the car go and for his chemo sessions come back up till the very end so we learned a lot from leo mm-hmm. in the 10 and a half years that we had him right from his babyhood till the end of life mm, touching so manisha now uh, coming back to this uh, stray animals the dispute between the strays and the human so i uh, know that you are working for uh, ngos uh, animal activists uh, who uh, in their own way take care of strays uh, in distress and also in general like now the pandemic is there uh, would you like to uh, tell us about this because we all have compassion in us to help strays but we don't know whom to approach and what to do if we see a stray in distress yeah vishali uh, it is true that uh, there are lot many strays who are in and around our societies and the pandemic has really hit them in a very bad week there were these local stalls who used to feed them and uh, because of the lockdowns the migrants went away the stall shut down so they were in many localities in and uh, around our homes actually uh, offices shut down so in and around offices also or factories also there were many strays left to fend on their own and uh, personally i have uh, heard of loud dog fights and lot of aggression because they would have to fight between themselves for little food whatever was available in their in and around their environment so there were many groups which were very very active pal was one of them uh, pal stands for pet and animal lovers it's a ngo working in uh, thane i have not been a member of pal but i have called out to pal many a times to help out many of these strays who were distressed and who needed medical attention so uh, pal has its presence on all social media on instagram facebook and uh, there is a helpline they are open 24/7 except for uh, wednesdays uh, wednesdays is their weekly off so pal is one of the ngos which definitely answers your calls and comes to the rescue of strays i have had very good experiences with spca thana uh, they also have a helpline but sometimes these ngos get limited because mm-hmm. of less manpower or unavailability of certain resources like ambulances may not be available but then what one can do is we can use our resources we can drop off the animals if possible if the ambulances are not available and they can't come over we can take charge of the situation and drop them to these places and uh, besides this we can also sponsor their treatment so there are these appeals for adoption that are there on social media so instead of going and buying pedigree dogs there are lovely pedigree dogs abandoned by their owners which are available for adoption so that's another thing which can be done by dog lovers you can adopt any of them they are lovely 
creatures by themselves mm-hmm. we can uh, celebrate our birthdays or uh, you know days where we want to remember our loved ones by celebrating with these uh, ngos you know we can sponsor feeds feeding uh, or send them packets of food or medicine so a lot of uh, good work is happening in and around thane and besides this uh, beyond thane in the city of mumbai i have personally had very good uh, experience with in defense of animals they are located somewhere near govindi then 500 dog and cats and birds so a visit to this place can be quite uh, eye opener the type of work that they do is commendable the there are many places we can go to and many ngos there to help us true so manisha you mentioned abandoning of pets so what is that yeah what i have observed is even in and around our home kids get very excited about getting pets home and uh, kids have this pestering power <laughs> uh, so parents sometimes succumb to this and may get pets home without realizing what they are getting into as a family so we must remember that whenever we want to get any pet home we've got to do a homework before because all all living creatures whether it's a human baby or a animal or a plant it's a long term commitment many of them i have observed are abandoned during their terrible teens because uh, dogs have a um, very uh, fast rate of growth they grow big in size but they are still puppies so when they are in their terrible teens they may destroy a lot of stuff in and around the house like you did you know so that's the stage when there is a lot of conflict in the house and that's one one time period when i think pets are abandoned or given up to somebody else we got to handle the good and the bad because it's just like having a baby home you just don't give back a baby because the baby is not right so that option isn't available so people just give up uh, therefore babies leave them abandon them anywhere on the road or in unknown territories that happens or if the dogs especially the pedigree dogs do have issues if most breeds have got very specific issues skin disorders are becoming extremely common and when pets fall sick that's one time when many people may not be able to afford the medical care or maybe invest in the time to take them to the right doctors and to give them the right treatment so it's easier to just you know drop the pet off somewhere and uh, forget it so this is what is leading to a lot of abandoning of dogs and especially the pedigree ones are all bought for whatever are being abandoned which is very sad true yeah, yeah. so i have also seen uh, the breeds like huskies that are transported from the cold countries or cold regions into india and um, like i have seen pet families installed ac exclusively for uh, such pets uh, mm-hmm. so um, as you said uh, the pet parent has to 
first do you do a proper due diligence of which breed or what type of dog a bigger smaller a tropical dog an indian dog or uh, what kind of uh, temperament that is uh, suited for the family in general as such so if the pet parent is uh, willing to invest and engage in all these things then only they should go for an adoption or uh, bringing in a pet into the family so manisha this was a very lovely message that you have given us and uh, we should not fall into our temptation of uh, having a pet just for the sake of having them uh, so manisha we are uh, approaching the end of the episode uh, is there anything that you want to uh, le- uh, tell our listeners yeah i would like to reiterate on certain things that we already talked upon uh, when you are thinking of getting any living thing in your home whether it's an animal or a plant please do read up like you said you know do a diligence check my appeal is to go and for local breeds because as we said before they are very sturdy they are low maintenance also before you get in the pet decide who is going to be in charge the kids are very excited initially but uh, let me tell you with a busy schedule it's going to end up one of the parents is going to end up taking care of the fur baby so decide before you get the pet in who is going to be in charge passing the ball also search for facilities where you can keep them during the day time other day care facilities or other enough facilities where they will be comfortable when you go for your weekend holidays or long holidays talk to a vet about the vaccination and other nitigrities about the type of breed the amount of exercise or space that they would need and once that diligence check is done then go in and get your pet or plant that's my <laughs> advice it was lovely having you here manisha and we wish you very best in whatever you're doing with the ngo uh, the pal and also the individual or the independent initiatives that you're taking with your society group to take care of the strays in general in the pandemic and in the lockdown uh, situation so we are thankful for that and uh, it was a lovely chat with you manisha thank you thank you for having me over vrishali we can see ourselves being recharged with a lot of positivity and peace and that's what we need at the moment correct correct so if we can learn from the animals and if we go back to our basic instincts the world would be a better place to live in right bye 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 thank you dear listeners for tuning in to sleepy unicorn and hope you like the episode Please share and subscribe to our channel on your favorite platform. We would love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. You can send us a voice message by clicking on the link given below. See ya, take care, bye-bye and have a lovely Sunday.